Mobile Bowling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com. What about Ronnie the leader? Leap to fame digs in. Leap to fame levels up on the outside. Leap to fame and my ultimate Ronnie in a great battle. They split it. Leap to fame and nose. Leap to fame. Timed to perfection as we talked about Chris earlier in the week. An outstanding performance given he worked. Had to sit in the chair and... Uh, Got there in the last bound. He goes around, of course, on the weekend in the final and has a spell before you see him, of course, at the carnival next year. So good morning to you, Chris. Darren Clayton's with us as well. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Darren, good morning to you. Just grabbing Darren at the moment. But just with leap to fame, Chris, you said yesterday it's going to be a tough task for him again, given the draw on the weekend. Yeah, no doubt about that, Steve. We're looking forward to that race. We're looking forward to a lot of races coming through from an angle there on Saturday night, in particular the Len Smith Mile, that race for the open class performers going over the mile. They're capable of running very fast time. Queensland interest as well. The Albion Park track record holder, Black Sedans, he steps out in that race on Saturday night with Pete McMullen down to drive. So that horse heads down to Sydney today. So he'll have a couple of days in readiness down there to settle in, acclimatise and be ready for a big race on Saturday night. Spoke with uh, Pete McMullen yesterday. He wasn't too worried about the draw. He said uh, from there he's got options and he doesn't have to engage straight away with the early hustle and bustle. So it's going to be a good test for Black Sedans. He hasn't been able to race over the past couple of weeks. He had that sharp trial recently. But as we know, trials are trials, races are races. But uh, this will be a good test. And uh, there's several of these horses that are starting on the weekend in the Lensmith Mile that are bound for the end of the Minion Series, which is not too far away. So there's a lot at stake on Saturday night, not only for the two, three and four-year-olds, but also for those open-class horses as well. Mm, I think ladies in red, a headline pace has drawn widely too on the weekend, Chris. Yeah, it's not going to be easy for her, Steve. It's a, uh, a tough draw, but we know what she's capable of. We know what she's, uh, uh, you know, made of this mare. She's just so, so strong. She's all hard. The chips were down last week. She had to dig deep and that she did to, to, to score a very determined victory so looking forward to seeing her go around looking forward to seeing that the sydney mayor brave you kelly in that race as well for jack trainer she went sub 50 winning at Menangle last week so can she take that really good big track sydney form down to melbourne and and take it up to a mare like ladies in red time will tell but you can't uh, deny connections for having a throw at the stumps here um, so that's going to be a good contest in its own right. And then we've got the big uh, Trotters Day on Sunday as well, Steve. Meriburra, uh, the old Trotters Day, the Redwood. There's Queensland interest there. Susan is her name. She's bred and owned in Queensland. She's with Emma Stewart. And speaking of Queensland Trotters with Emma Stewart, you know Obie Lake goes around in the derby after qualifying last week. So that's going to be a good race. So there's some really good racing right across the weekend for for both gates as well, the paces and the trotters. Mm. I've heard you talk about it plenty of times, but hasn't the square gating uh, or trotters in Queensland really taken yeah. off, Chris, the past couple of seasons? Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Steve. Uh, just continues to involve racing Queensland, you know, really threw some strong support behind the two-year-old trotters. Breeders got on board and a couple of the big stablers have been, uh, you know, big supporters of the trotters as well. So as a result, the breeds improved. I think the trainers and drivers have certainly got behind it, pushed hard. And uh, you've only got to look at the results that we've seen so far this year, the times that these two-year-old trotters are running. And now we've got Queensland young trotters 
going south chasing feature race glory. That's unheard of when you go back, you know, two years, three years, five years ago. And here we are with uh, Queensland representation in both of the, you know, time-honoured features on Sunday at Meribar at the Redwood and the Victoria Trotters Derby. So to answer that question, Queensland trotting has come a long, long way. And uh, Clayton would echo those comments, I'm sure. Good morning. Yeah, morning, Steve. Morning, Chris. Yeah, the square trotters, they've they've really taken off. And like Chris mentioned, the uh, racing Queensland has been a few different incentives. There's the first win bonus for a trotter. Uh, it's first Queensland win. You get a, a cash bonus. There's the uh, the scheme where uh, 18, 14, well, I'm not sure there's 14 or 18 broodmares were given away uh, with the help of Yabby Dam Farms. Um, yeah, and the and the Q bread and the Springboard series, so they've they've put the weight behind it, and it's really starting to show, especially these young trotters, and, and just how how well and quickly they've developed. Darren, I want to ask: we were talking about Sydney on Saturday night, big race night, Breeders' Challenge race night, Len Smith Mile. Which race are you most looking forward to there on the weekend? Yeah, I I think the. Um it's hard to look past the Len Smith Mile. You look at the three-year-old Colts and Geldings. Queensland has uh, Teddy Disco and Leap to Fame going around. Um, I think Leap to Fame just should be far too good again. He showed that last week. He ran his fastest mile of his career, 50 and change. Um, again, um, Grant Dixon sort of didn't really push him. He had to work all the way to the line, but didn't really push him. The two-year-old Phillies finals, probably a, a, a pretty even race, I thought. But, yeah, that Len Smith mile, I just think the, with what uh, what we can look forward to, a few Inner Dominion competitors there. Honolulu Bay comes up for Emma Stewart. Um, you got Jason Grimson with Majestic Cruiser, um, you know, looking to head over to New Zealand. Um and then Black Sedance, he, he gets his look down at, at Menangle and I'm really looking forward to see how he goes down there on the big track. His, um, his stable mate, Will the Wizard, uh, went down there for a shot at the Chariots of Fire last year. Black Sedance, he's just really come on this year and he's never been down there on the big deck, so it'll be interesting to see how he handles it. Yeah, absolutely. Just looking at the latest tab market there for the Len Smith Mile, Honolulu Bay, $2.15. Majestic Cruiser three seventy. Uh, we've got Max Delight five dollars, and the other runner that's in single figures is Wolf Stride nine dollars. I cast no shadow ten. The Queenslander Black Sedans listed at nineteen dollars. The other reason I wanted to get you on earlier this morning, Darren, I'll get your thoughts on Reckless shortly. We've got a ten race program there tonight, so we're looking forward to that action. But there was an announcement that was made last week from Harness Racing Australia read the two-year-olds and the national ratings-based handicapping system. So effectively, from next year, January 1, which starts the new season, the two-year-olds will go to a rating of 50. So this has been met with some interesting uh, thoughts and uh, predictions of what the future holds for the industry. So I've got your thoughts on this that I want to hear. And we'll also have a speak with uh, or have a chat with Darren Garrard as well, who's the the Botra president here in Queensland. Your thoughts on this and uh, what, what do you think this means for the industry moving forward? Uh, on face value, Chris, from what I've seen and uh, um, my understandings of it and, and uh, my first thoughts are th this is very... It's going to be extremely detrimental. I, I can't understand um, the reasoning behind it and... Um, with the with the information that HRA have put out 
and the way they've worded it and and the problems they're saying they have they're saying there's an issue in horses rated around the 50 to sort of 55 and just below and they're saying um their wording was a glut there's a glut of horses in that bracket now two-year-olds start start their career at 35 rating points and there was a, a change once they turned three that then they um, depending on how many races they won they either balance back out or, or go to 50. Now a three-year-old coming in at 50 if the glut of those horses is in the 50 range I, I can't see how it's the two-year-olds causing that that problem it's the horses that are already racing and already in the system that are older horses that are working their way either up or down back into that and I just really cannot understand how the two-year-olds are causing the problem now bear in mind also they've already lowered from the original when the NR system first come in the two-year-olds have already been lowered they decided that it wasn't fair on two-year-olds and lowered that rating down to, to a start point of 35 from what they originally uh, uh, ha had it set up as so they've had one look and said that the two it's not working for the two-year-olds we're going to lower them to a start point of 35 now another year down the track we're saying well no that's not the problem we're going to go the other way and put them back up and put them up to a start point of 50 it it just doesn't make sense and uh, I'm you know got to be very mindful that I'm not being too critical of the thing but it's almost like they're clutching at straws and not knowing how to how to really um, get this system to actually work the way it's designed to work and the way it should work because the actual NR rating system I'm a fan of and the way it can get horses like for like racing together bear in mind that has to be working hand in hand with your race programming I think Queensland does a pretty good job of it some of the other states um, the the some of the participants are quite vocal that it doesn't work to the best of their um, their horse population. New South Wales classic example. Now I race horses in New South Wales myself. I've got a three-year-old down there that has to race open-age horses because they don't program races that match his um, his rating. So you go into a pool of a up to 50 or an up to 52 whereas at least here in Queensland we bracket them and have a rating of 44 to 48 say or something around that New South Wales very different so they've got to work hand in hand the rating system and the programming and it hasn't really worked out that way and I, I don't know where they head with this Chris it's, it like I said I think it's a real clutching at straws sort of announcement I'd like to think I'm wrong and I'd like to think in 12 months time that this comes out and proves that it was the right way but I can't see that happening. Okay so these rule changes were developed by the ratings review team and approved by the HRA executive at their meeting last month. Darren Garrard now joins us from Botra here in Queensland. Darren appreciate the time. Thanks Chris thanks for having me on. Can you make heads or tails of this? Is this a good thing for the industry? Because there's a lot of talk out there and it's it's not it's not pleasant. No, it's not. Um, 95% of the people I've spoken to are against it. Um, there is a rule they've put in where the uh, states can come up with their own uh, concessions. So like in New South Wales, and three-year-olds get an eight-point concession. Um, in Queensland, we get a five. 
I've had some discussions with Racing Queensland and they're talking about an eight-point concession for two-year-olds and three-year-olds. But mathematically, I still don't understand how it's going to work. For example, so, last season, yep. last season we had 128 two-year-old starters um, and only there was 53 of those that didn't win a race. So those horses, give an example, the ones that didn't win a race, came back as uh, 45s. Now they're going to come back as 50s. And then the other confusing argument is if they race in the two-year-old maiden, they then become, and at the time of Tuesday at Albion Park, they then become up. 54, and then the next start they can claim back to an open age race at 46. But the problem we've got, and as Darren said, there's a glut of horses between 47 and and 55. So, so they're going to come. They're going to come back and race horses that have already won 20 races and are seasoned horses. You know, and they want so, us to throw out two-year-olds. Like it's like throwing a fourteen-year-old kid into reserve grade in football. It, it doesn't work. Yeah. So this is the point that I wanted to raise, and this is just purely an example. So there's every chance a, a, a two-year-old could be racing against a horse like Lancelot Bromac, who's won thirty-four races because he's in that forty-five to forty-eight bracket range. Correct. So how do they Correct. see that as fair? I still don't understand it, Chris. I don't get it. I'm just, yeah. You know, like, give me another example. Our best two-year-old last season was Leap to Fame. When he finished his two-year-old season, he was at 76. And then I think he may have come back as a, maybe a, a 63. I might be wrong. But now he's going to come back as a 71. So he's not far off open class? Correct. So as the you know, Botra president here in Queensland, do you do you get you know any sort of consultation? Do you get a say in this in this decision? No. Not really. They had discussions earlier on in the year. The the initial discussions were that um what Queensland and one of them was two year olds to raise two year olds at no penalty. Well, but just of with course, part it goes down. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Darren. Just with part of that, then, if if we race them at no penalty, and they've already had the one alteration where they've lowered their points, <clears throat> one thing that I thought would possibly work with this two-year-old change is actually start them lower again, start them low down, and then not change them. Yeah. Well, when we saw the after system first came in, they said it was all mathematically done by a mathematician, etc. Well, I know a couple of very good mathematicians, and they worked it out for me. They said within six to 12 months, the bulk of your population of horses will be below 50. And I think it's happened already. Because the system, why it looks balanced, is not balanced. Because if you have 10 races at Albion Park on a Tuesday, you've got... Um, sixth to tenth in every one of those races 
dropping back a point, but you only have 10 going forward. So how can it be balanced? It's a fair point. It's a fair point. It's so, impossible for, for the system to be balanced. And another thing, they took off what like you used to lose. A, I think you gained a point for running second. Well, they took that away, but they didn't adjust the bottom end. They left the bottom end at 6th to 10th. So if, maybe if they had to drop the bottom end from 7th to 10th, um, it may have helped a little bit. But, yeah, in my opinion is the system is just not balanced. Have you had many locals reach out just since this decision was made last week? Not really. I think everyone's just in shock. Mm. And trying to understand it, it's, it's hard to understand. It really is. And we've got a situation down the bottom end where if you race a 30 and you win a race, you automatically become a 40. That was the other change that was at the bottom end of the of the release there, Darren. And, yeah, like you say, so... A horse has dropped all the way back. It hasn't been competitive and say it's a, a rated as a 32, wins yep. a race, finally gets its way back into a competitive grade, wins a race, and it goes all the way back up to a 40. So straight Correct. away, you're, you're defeating the whole purpose of the rating system, are you not? Exactly, I agree. I totally agree. As I said, the whole system is not balanced. You know, we had, we've had, look, I think in my time, I think we've had four, five different handicapping changes. And, you know, if we went back to the old system where you, a two-year-old started at 30 and you worked your way through and your three-year-old, I'm sorry, actually, there was no real penalty for two-year-olds. And then your three-year-olds were 30s and then your maidens were 28s and you worked your way down. It was a much easier system to... Um, to understand, but then we went to the CO system, and then that obviously didn't work for them. And so now we've gone to the to this system. Why we no? Then we went from the CO system to a drop back every ten start, which didn't work because we ended up with the glut and the C ones and M ones. And now we've taken another step, and we've got them dropping back quicker. So overall, you're not a fan, in your own opinion, of the national ratings handicapping system? My opinion, no, I've never been a fan. Unfortunately, it's just a system you're stuck with and you've got to try and use it to the best of your advantage. You know, if you go back, they're quoting figures from, you know, averages in the last three years. But if you were to go back and go back through the system and go back to 10 years ago... 2009, 2010, we only had $101 million in prize money. We had 15,600 races. The number of starters was 12,521 for 144,000 starts. Um, the average starts per horse was 11.5. Um, driver's license was, individual winners was 6,400. If you go to individual winners last season, it was 5970 Yeah, the average stake money per start has gone up 14000 because the prize money has gone from $100 million to 139 which over 10 years is not even better than CPI, really. And the total number of races is less 
2020 races, whereas 2009-2010 we had 15,619 races. For individual starters of 12,521, now we've got individual starters of 9,819. So breeders don't like it, trainers don't like it, owners certainly don't like it. So who who does like this this system, and and why is it why is it in play? Well, I, from what I can work out, it's you know Victoria like it. I don't know whether the trainers do, but the administrators like it. Obviously, the HR executive like it because they voted for it. Does, does Queensland have a uh, a representative on the HRA executive? We do, but I'm not sure whether we voted for it. Okay. okay. But you've got a, I think the executive, I think what, there's five on the executive? Maybe? Five states? And of course, in any executive, the chairman has to cast and vote. Yeah. It, it just seems hard to understand how, if you look at the rating system and, and the current programming and conclude that the two-year-olds are the, are the issue here. It, it, it's hard to sort of fathom. Because what they've written in there and said there was a glut of 50, to me, it just means there's going to be a bigger glut. Mm. Well, because all of, a sudden you got, all of a sudden in Queensland, you've got 128 two-year-olds are going to go into that system. And the poor horses that came back as 45s could not win a race um, are coming back as 50s. So, and the only so way, as the botcher president way, here in, sorry. as the botcher president here in Queensland, Darren, is there anyone you can talk to? Do, do you have to sit down with someone at Racing Queensland? Do you have to sit down with David Rick, Brett Rail, both? How can we? Yeah, we of... sit down with we sit down with David Rick and Brett Rail and try and sort it out. But unfortunately, their hands are tied because it's a system they've got to use. Mm. You know, it's like a. Yeah, I don't want to say what it's like, but yeah. <laughs> I can understand. I, I, I'm pretty sure I know which way you, you want to go there. But example, I'll, I'll give you I, an example. I'll give you. I've got twelve thousand stock items in each of my stores. Mm-hmm. I can do a spreadsheet every week, which I do, and I can tell you exactly what my top sellers are, what my bottom sellers are, what's popular, what's not popular, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sure. So HRA do these figures, but they can't, they're not, obviously, yeah, there's, there's some confusion there. I just, I don't, from a business point of view, I don't understand it. They say turnover's gone up, but has turnover gone up because of the NR system? Has turnover gone up because of COVID? You know, they all say, well, COVID yeah. increased our turnover hugely. And I know myself, you know, there's a lot of guys that um, that now bet on the trots that never bet on the trots before, and they're still betting on the trots. So you know, I don't I, I don't know whether it's the NR system or whether it's um, other issues. Yeah, we're just talking about this uh, new uh, rule that's set to be uh, implemented come January one next year. So, Darren Garrard, as the Botra president, between now and January, do you have a little bit of time to try and? sort something out or possibly see some change or, or this is going to be it going forward? Well, the way I see it, and it's not racing Queensland, like racing Queensland, like they've done a hell of a job to try and program races, etc., etc., for 
to cater for the NR system. I just, yeah, I think it's set in stone. The only way to change it would be no one start their horses. But then you can't do that because then you're affecting your owners and everything else. So it's just something we've got to sit down at RQ and decide what concession they're going to give these two-year-olds, you know, and they're going to have to, you know, eight points. Eight points mightn't be enough. I don't know. They may have to put mayor's concessions on for fillies and junior driver's concessions, all sorts of things to get these horses to race in their grades. But as I said, the simple thing is you can't put a 14-year-old kid into reserve grade because mentally he might be have the ability, but mentally he's not good enough. And that's mm-hmm. the same as what we're trying to do, and I think it's going to destroy our young horses, which will um, destroy interest. Because our young horses are our bread and butter. It's like anything, like anything in business. You know, the guy that's cut, the little fellow that's coming through, is the person you need to foster to try and help him if he wants to become a big fellow, get through the industry. Well, it's the same with horses. You've got to look after your horses to get them through to become big horses. Yeah, Darren Clayton, you wouldn't want to be a handicapper going forward because uh, it looks like it's going to be a, a heck of a job trying to, you know work around this system yeah it is definitely and like i sort of just alluded to before chris i think queensland does do it pretty well in uh accommodating all grades and um having sort of bracketed bracketed races we also have the band system as well like i think we've got three or four different ways that we do it really well some of the other states certainly don't have that it's just the straight system um so I can certainly see that, but yeah, it's going to be a hard job going forward. And um, just going back to to what you were saying there, Darren, with you know not starting their horses. If does it get to a point if the horsemen just feel strongly enough about it and the owners are on board that there needs to be that sort of strike action? And and the second part of that point, I guess. Um, so we have Bottering Queensland that you head up. Do the other states have similar industry bodies and are they as as strongly against this as we are? What sort of action can be taken there? Well, they've all tried it. Every state's got their own body. Western Australia, they've got their own system. You know, it's just... But the biggest problem we've got is our industry relies on turnover for income. Mm. If we don't get turnover, we don't get prize money increases, so we lose income. Yeah, that, plain and simple. That's the biggest issue. If we strike and you strike for a week, that's a lot of income and revenue that we lose, yeah. which we don't get added on next year. Now, look, you know, and I know there's there's prize money inter- in, prize money increases to come in Queensland. Um, hopefully by the end of the year. There's other things. It's just yeah, it's, we're just going to have to sit down with the handicappers. And with David Brick and just keep nutting it out to find the best alternative to suit this system, unless HRA has to change your heart and, and changes their mind, but I've never seen it yet. Mm. I, I don't think striking is uh, is the right action. I'm, I'm certain. No, you that. just can't economically. Yeah. You cannot. You know, it's a business, and it'll be like if I close my doors for two weeks. You know, which we had to do in the floods. We closed for longer than that. It costs. Mm an absolute monster. Yeah. And just on Darren Clayton's point, do you think we, we have a really good system here 
handicapping system in the state? Do you think it sort of probably uh, towers above uh, other states? I think it's better, yeah. But then I like with the eight-point concession, say if you're racing, if you've got a Menangle horse, and okay, it's only uh, uh, up to 60. But if you've got a 55, you're a big chance to get the nice draw. Um, they also run condition races for horses that haven't won it in the last five, which could be up to 55. But I can only comment on Menangle because that's the only place I've raced recently. Well, I was going to say, um, you're, you're probably a good person to ask. You're, you're racing horses here in Queensland at the moment, or in Brisbane, plus down in mm. Sydney at Menangle, which is easier to, to sort of place? For me, at the moment, Menangle, because it's um, like it's just... Yeah, it just seems easier. But also, from my point of view, if you had an up to 60 race and you had, you know, you had a 50, well, you know you're going to win, you can win three or four races before you're out of that grade. Whereas up here, and there'll be hundreds of thousands of people who disagree with me, we're up here. You went, I had it with three-year-olds this year that we just had to put in the paddock. They won two races or three races and they... They weren't mentally tough enough or physically tough enough to handle it. So they went from 50s to 56s, and they just couldn't deal with it. Mm. Interesting but, times. We'll wait and see what comes of it, but really appreciate the time this morning, Darren. No problem at all, Chris. There's Darren Garrard joining us as the, uh, the Botra president here in Queensland. So that's going to be very interesting to see how that uh, unfolds. If you want to read more about that, that press release is on the harness.org website. Darren Clayton, 10 races tonight at Redcliffe. Where do we find your best? The first gets underway at 5.53 local time. Yeah, so looking down to race eight, last leg of the quaddy, Bella Godiva. Um, a really good pegline horse, beaten by gate six last time out. She went back in the field, made some good ground late, gets gate one here. Gets a good trip in behind the leader, and I thought she is the one to beat. Race eight, number one, Bella Godiva. Okay, 380 currently with tabs, so some value there. 160 to play, so 380, 160. Anything else on that program that catches the eye? Yeah, just one at a bit of a price, and he's um, always bobs up at a price, and that's uh, Bertles Firefox, Chris, race number six, horse number eight. Um, wasn't too far away, a couple of runs back. Grabbed a second, then he was a winner last time out. Finds a race here that there looks to be plenty of front line speed, so he just tucks in behind. Thought he, he might be able to run another bit of a race at odds again, as he always tends to do. Race six, number eight, Bertels Five. Okay, ten dollars, two twenty the plays currently. The quaddy tonight, races five, six, seven, and eight. Throw some numbers my way, please. Yeah, that first leg, race number five, I've got number two, Sunny Orlando on top. Thought he gets a good opportunity from the good gate. Uh, number eight, just one good one. Probably got the best record of any of these over the, the middle trip, which they take on here. Uh, Throwing number one, Goldmark as well. He's first up for the new stable last time. Grab third, gets the good gate there in gate number one. The second leg, race six, uh, I've said Bertels Firefox. Um, throw in also number three, Alpine Sally. Thought she was probably the leader. Tullhurst Cuddles will be looking for a split. And number six, Trioli. Been costly of late, been beaten as the favourite a few times now, but uh, she's certainly up to it if she gets the right trip. Race seven, tricky little uh, maiden this one. I've got number one, Candy Striper on top. She'll be fitter. Second up, 
gets the good gate. Throw in number three, Corvette Joe. First up in two years, Barb Barry's got her team back at the races. Um, he had four starts as a two-year-old. If you look through who he raced as a two-year-old, he's got form there behind Uncle Shank. Uh, and there was another one there. I just can't remember off the top of my head. All against good ones that have gone on with it. So from gate three, he trialed well. Throw him in and the last leg, bring it home. One out with uh, with my best bet, Bella Godiva. Okay, so numbers are tonight for the quaddy. First leg one two eight, second leg three six seven eight, the third leg one and three, and we bring it home with number one. The best bet is race eight number one. That's it, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, get a little bit of uh, a little bit of cash out of that night. Big ten races there tonight, and uh, another nine tomorrow at Redcliffe. We need to fill our pockets, as I said. We've got a a big weekend of harness action coming up, so we need to have plenty to fire away with over the weekend. Darren, I really appreciate the time today. Looking forward to the chat on uh, Friday morning when we try and find some winners for Albion Park. Yeah, looking forward to it. And it is another good book there on Friday and Saturday.